0: Hello there. I'm Graham Bell. I produce country music radio programs in Australia for years for the ABC and commercial radio stations. I'd like to share with you an interview I did with a country music artist. Today I'm talking with Stan Costa. Stan. Do you remember when you first started getting interested in country music?
1: Yes, I do. It was, uh, like I say, I came to Woolgoolga when I was eight, and it was a lot earlier than that, so I don't know where we were, but I was greatly intrigued by Shirley Toms and Tex Morton, Buddy Williams, old smiling Billy Blinkhorn and uh, Jimmy Rogers, all those people in in those early days, Wilf Carter, and, um, and then later on, of course, Gordon Parsons and Slim, but uh, it's a funny thing. Dad was uh, was more interested in in, uh, in opera music.
0: Is yes, that right. Yeah, he
1: was. It's, was yeah. your
0: mum and dad uh, musical?
1: Oh yes, mum used to play the old squeeze box accordion, and dad could rattle out a bit of a tune on the on the piano. And then uh, I had a, two sisters and a brother. All all took to uh, piano and you know that sort of thing. Oh great! So, uh,
0: but but uh, you, your dad liked the opera. At-
1: yeah, and what what was worse, He used to uh, re- he used to ridicule the uh, yeah <laughs> the hillbilly yeah thing. he used to call him hillbilly Hicks and all this sort yeah, of thing, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we couldn't understand why because we 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 loved that kind of music. Yeah. And the funny thing, in the later years before he died, about uh, I suppose about ten years before he died, he swung right the other way and he start, he, he, he got he really loved country music. I think it was because we pers- persisted, yeah. and this was long before I started the record. But uh, he started to get, take an interest in country music and found that it wasn't so bad after all. Because <laughs> country music in your day, uh, when you were a boy, uh, would be quite a big thing, I guess. The early morning country music hours, and uh... it was it was a big thing. Uh, 2GF used to play a lot, and we used to tune into 2WG Wagga. They had a program Saturday night. Uh, it was a big thing, and I'm I'm sure that uh, the Recording artists got much more airplay in those days. We get no help, almost no help from commercial stations these days, just an odd one. You could count them on in your hand all over the country. If it wasn't for the ABC and the FM radio stations, I tell you what, we'd starve, because we get very little airplay. But the FM's, they help us, and, uh, and the ABC. Uh,
0: all right, when, when did you first uh, discover that you had a, a talent
1: for writing? Not before I was about 25, actually. Uh, I was always greatly in- influenced by Henry Lawson's work, and I still am. Uh, when I was a little fella, Mum used to read she'd read poetry, old Lawson stuff to us and, and short stories. And I grew to love that old man, I still do. Uh, but I didn't start to write... Till I was 25, and that was 1956. There was a year of a big flood at Cunnamulla, my and my wife took very sick and we had to take her in and leave her in hospital, and I was out there on the station looking after these two little, the two eldest kids, they only really little fellas then at the time, and after I'd read every book in the place, and like it was in that big 56 flood too at the time, uh, I had an old guitar bloke who lent me and showed me a few chords, and I started to muck around with them and, and compose these morbid sort of songs they were I was missing the wife something terrible anyway when she came out I let her hear these I sang them to her and she was surprised she said where'd they come from I said I wrote them while you were in in hospital and then I started to put a few uh, ballads together about things that happened on the station and stories like that and uh, just eventuated from there <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I that, don't know. that
0: wasn't until you were 25 oh
1: 25 uh, I'd never planned it. I'd never sort of thought. Now I want to write songs or anything like that. That just sort of that that happened. Did you uh, listen to uh, Slim Dusty and Buddy Williams and those a lot in those days? Or oh you, yes,
0: gone off it a bit. You still were a very keen fan of theirs. Oh
1: yes, certainly was. Yeah. And I travelled. <clears throat> I had a mate, travelling mate, Terry Hall. He came from Woolgoolga, oh, around yeah, there, yeah. and he was a brilliant uh, singer and writer and guitarist. Uh, and he tried to teach me guitar when we were knocking around. I was only about 17, 18. And then I, I wasn't interested in learning. I just used to like to listen to him. I often wish I had had have started back earlier. But, mm. uh, yeah, it's just yeah, it amazing. Yeah.
0: And um, uh, what was your first big song? You, you you ran into Slim Dusty one day and showed yeah. uh, <clears> him <throat> a couple of songs. Can you right. tell us about
1: that? Yeah, I met him at Longreach and uh, I was always uh, wanting to get him to hear, it, you know, see, give me his opinion on him. So uh, he said, come down to the showground tomorrow morning at nine o'clock and I'll have a listen. And uh, I got there a bit late because some mad ringer blokes had come in through the night and we had a few cartons of beer and a, a guitar and we sat around a fire and sang and drank and <laughs> carried on till pretty late and I didn't wake up too early. So the first song that started to make airwaves was by Fire of Gitchy Coles. That was... That's the first one. He recorded a, a single of mine in 1962 called Return of the Stockman. And in the next year, 63, he recorded his first real album of bush ballads called Songs of Australia. And that had six songs of mine on it, and including the Gidgy Coles was on that. And I, I thought it was just a song, actually. And anyway, Slim went out on tour and he came back. And he went out again on another tour and come came back. And he came. when I met him, he said, you know what the bush people are all requesting, what song? And I said, no. He said, buy a fire or get your culture." Stan, where did you first meet your wife? Uh, well, it was when I, when I was traveling with Jimmy Wilton with a Bucksham show, actually. She came to the show with a girlfriend. And um, I just met her and talked to her. And then I pulled out of the show... Oh, about a week or so later, and I came back to Swansea. And uh, I think it must have been a case of love at first sight, really, because uh, it was meant to be. Uh, it turned out everything worked in our, in our favour, and uh, we we got married. We went out onto a station at uh, at Walgett, and she was only sixteen. I was only twenty, just twenty one. Uh, I took her out there on a lonely outstation just with one old man there and uh we had no wireless and she used to stay at home and uh one day she said to me, I'm lonely, I'm bored, there's nothing to do in you know, in this big old lonely homestead and I said, Well, you better learn to ride a horse and you, you can come mustering with us. So she she did, and she turned out a pretty good rider, you know, and mm. we used to go out mustering and on the Sundays we'd we'd do our washing with boiler Boil the sheets and all that in the old copper and uh, rinse them in the tub with a knob of blue, you know, and we became very good mates. And uh, I think we were lucky in one respect that every time we'd have a quarrel, we had to learn to compromise, whereas a lot of people, if they're close to town, they run home to mummy, you know, and all this sort of thing. Uh, But out there, we we had to sort it all out. And uh, we learned to, to give and take that way, I think
0: got much influence with you as far as your songs go?
1: Yes, she has. She uh, she comes up with some good suggestions at times, and she's very critical, which I like, all my family are. Since soon as I write a new song, I sing it onto a tape and I let the family have a listen to it, and quite often they'll say, that line there, it's a pretty weak line, I think you should strengthen that line. Uh, yeah, they're very help, helpful mm, that way. Mm, mm. And uh, your what would be your favourite song? It's a funny thing, you know, Graham, I haven't got a favourite song. You haven't? No, or a favourite favorite artist. Yeah. I like them all. I think Old Dusty would be my favourite artist, actually. Yeah. And I think Chris Christopherson would be my fav- favourite writer, I think he... Mm. His earlier stuff was brilliant writing. He sort of changed the course of country
0: music a bit, Chris Christopherson, didn't he? He certainly did. Yeah, yeah
1: he Yes, did. he really did.
0: Yeah. How do you think the way, uh, well, the Bush ballad is, like yourself
1: and, and Shorty Ranger, and uh, do you think that's going to continue? I don't know. It's a, it's a question that <clears throat> I've been asked, it's a question I've asked myself a lot. I, I don't... I don't think it's going to continue really. It's a way of uh, the changing world. Um, it, it could could go either way. It could be that uh, people will become very interested in, in the stories of the past. Mm. Uh, then again, it could be that they don't know what you're talking about. It's a totally foreign language to them, mm. uh, That's as not going to mm.
0: Yeah. Well, there's Owen Blundell, but uh, the other young writers seem to be... Uh, I, I suppose Norma Murphy is sticking to a bush... Norma is. Mm-hmm.
1: She's writing very good stuff. Uh,
0: but most of the others, Alan Caswell and those, uh, are changing the style of... Uh, of
1: the yeah, well, you've got to know what you're writing about. Uh, Caswell wouldn't be able to write about stock camps because you've never oh. been in them. Hmm. Uh, you've got to be very authentic. You've got to have done it because the bush people will pick it up like hell, you know. Yeah. Say, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've heard them before on on other people's songs and they've laughed and said, Christ, what are they talking about? (laughs) They've never been in the bush. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, The
0: style of country music seems to uh, be taking a different direction, uh, especially if we're going to take any notice of the way the awards are going. There seems to be a really uh, rock element getting into it now, do you feel?
1: Yes, I think they must think that that's what the people want. Uh, A lot of commercial radio stations program managers have tried to tell me that they so said that's not what the people want the Bush Ballot but uh, we go around and, uh, and we get big audiences in coastal towns and in, in Sydney um, and a hell of a lot of young people in the audience come up and they ask me to explain to them what a word or a line in one of my songs meant so they're very concerned they're very interested so like the earlier question which how long will the ballad last? Uh, it, it could be, could create uh, curiosity. I know uh, when we were on tour last year up at uh, Hermansburg out from Alice Springs, there was a film crew there, and they did a, a documentary, and they they did a segment of our show too. And I gave them some a uh, couple of tapes, and then uh, I met them later on up Darwin, and they listened to that story I wrote about the old wedding bell, mm-hmm. and they said to me that that is a, uh, an education on its own that song and i said i didn't think you blokes would understand it because you're all city fellows who've never been in the bush and they said well you tell the story so descriptively that we we can can understand it so mm. it, it could could be that the ballad might live on i don't know mm. i have a yeah, but uh, but we're going to need the writers exactly and there's nobody writing b- bush No. Um, and there's very like the, the the method of working has changed so much. Out, out in the back country, apart from in in real mountainous country, uh, there's no horsemen left. They're they're mustering on motorbikes and uh, in jeeps and helicopters. And and their dress has gone. They don't wear the the Williams boots and the moleskins and, and the and the old bushman's hat anymore. What do they wear? They wear thongs and shorts and a rag hat, like a banana chip mm-hmm. might wear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's unreal, and they ride a motorbike. Mm-hmm. And a, a mate of mine had gone back up around Normanton, and he'd been a, a cook in, in stock camp for years, and he came down around Bundaberg and worked for a while and were in the same job as I was working, and he went back to Normanton, and he came back about six months later, he said, the bush is buggered, mate. He said, all the ringers out there, he said, they're all on motorbikes now, and they're playing rock music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, on Sunday when you're doing your washing, we they used to play Old Dusty and all us fellas, he said, they could rock music blaring out all the time. So, mm. Mm. yeah, you say, who's going to write it? Well, they wouldn't be able to write it. No, so. of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's sad in a way, but it, it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, well, we've just about run out of uh, time this morning, and, yeah. and, and we hope that your uh, idea will come true. That's where you might be able to come through every... Three or
1: four months? I think so. a regular tour? Yes, mate. We're coming back to Wilgulgar on the 22nd of April mm. for a show there. Yeah, how do you find the um, travelling
0: on the roads? It must be getting awful expensive.
1: It is. Uh, we just did a tour right around Australia last year. And we paid 80 cents a litre for fuel in a lot of places, and we're fueling to two F100s towing vans, so they use a lot of juice. And just coming across, across the Nullarbor between Esperance and Clare was where we showed last and the next time. It cost $800.00 for fuel alone so um, you've got to get big crowds Uh, I I don't think I'd attempt that trip again so we're sticking to the the east coast of Australia Mm. for this year and and probably next year Mm. and then we might go back I see Rick and Thel have have retired permanently from the road (laughs) there's only there's only two full shows apart from Dusty he's he's not uh, full time so much anymore Uh, there's only Brian Young and myself who has got a full band and, and T- entertainment show you know yes, yes. left on the road so it won't, I think we'll, we'll all be priced off the road before too long yeah, well, in the way of big travelling. Uh, Rex Dallas was saying that
0: uh, the, the cost of the fuel they're oh, putting yeah. the prices of halls up a lot more than what they used
1: to be and people oh, seem to yes. be more interested in videos now and they seem yep. to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. the haul costs are unreal especially in WA you know some halls over there they charge us $200 for the use of the hall. Yeah. Yes. and any order, any local function was only about fifty dollars, yeah, so they, they yeah. they're hit, hitting the traveling showman <laughs> yes, yes. so yeah uh, so you'll well, get I suppose the only way you can do it is to is to put the
0: prices up
1: yeah, well, you put the price you up and then the p- don't come. the people haven't got the money see mm. Mm. uh it's a hard thing we've kept our prices down for three years we haven't raised them, and yet everything's gone up, musical sound equipment, everything, mm. replacement of even you know guitar strings no matter what it is. Mm. Uh, registration, everything's gone up so we should be charging a lot more than we are actually, but we, we think well, the battler hasn't got yes. the money in his pocket
0: <laughs> Alright mate, we'll catch you we'll be back again uh, to do another show in Coffs. And, Certainly uh, mate, yes, yes. Alright, and always let me know and I like to tell the people about it. I will in future Yeah, okay then, <laughs> good on you Stan, here I'll be back with another country artist for a country artist chat Graham Bell sang, until then, you take care now.